Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I won't have a sherry, thank ah, you. Ah, don't be silly now. Of course you No, will. no, no, really, I shouldn't. Go on, <laughs> it'll help you sleep. No, 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 it's not a good idea. You go ahead. Just a little drop, just a teeny tiny bit. <laughs> the day a little bit of sherry hurts anyone is the day Ireland doesn't win the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> <laughs> go on. No, 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 really, I shouldn't. Ah, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> go on. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. No, seriously, I can't. Go on, 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 go on. Oh, what a shower of bastards! Oh, Lord Ted, why did you give him a drink? I didn't know this had happened. Richard, that's why they sacked him from that programme. He's a terrible alcoholic. He's been on the wagon now for a year. I'm fed up with you bastards. I'm getting out of here. Don't you try and stop me. Ah! Okay, so listen, welcome everyone uh, to Free State. Hey, Joe. Um, I've noticed you don't drink. You noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> we went to the, we went to David's for a few pints, and you were drinking Coca Cola. Yeah. There's a something about you that suggests <laughs> there's a restlessness that suggests you don't drink for a reason. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I I did a. I've been thinking about this a bit because I haven't had a drink in. 17 years and when we met up before Christmas and we were talking about doing this podcast uh, you know you said let's go and have a pint and the thought of meeting someone in a pub or anything like that has no issue for me at all I can I can say I'll say as long as I want in a pub I'm not doesn't bother me I don't feel uh under pressure, I'm not going to suddenly start, you know, I'm not going to grab a bottle from behind the bar and put it down my throat. But there are certain moments when you kind of feel it would be more convenient to be having a drink still, you know. And that briefly was one of those moments because I was like, it was before Christmas, you were in good form. 
and I kind of didn't want to be the guy who shows up and says, you know, what are you having? As I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a still water, please. I don't like sparkling water because it kind of gets me. <laughs> I get a bit of indigestion with sparkling water. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to be that. So you haven't. But anyway, but you said to me, what are you having? And I said, are you having a pint? And I just said to you, I haven't had a drink in 17 years. And you looked at me like, okay, this is, and I knew it was the right thing to say because of the way you responded to it as well. Because it was like, okay, this is, this is, this guy isn't fucking about. Because as an ex-drinker, the the one thing you don't want to be thought of is somebody who never drank. You know, uh, you always, I always think of that, you know, the great moment in Father Ted where Henry Sellers hasn't had a drink for years yeah. and Mrs. Doyle eventually prevails upon him to have a sherry. <laughs> How dare the BBC sack me? But it's, um, it's a fascinating thing. You know, I have close family who, are, who suffer from alcoholism and some very good friends and I've given talks um, in Foxford mm. at the addiction centre there and it's a, a very difficult thing I think for for people who aren't addicts to understand that you know mm. I mean a very good friend of mine said once that who really brutally beat up a person and got into a lot of trouble. And I was then asked to handle that. He had no recollection of having done this and there was no reason for it. Mm. And he stopped drinking. Then and there, he, he never took a drink since. Goes to his AA meetings you know, twice a week. He's absolutely rigorous about it. And he said, I said, look, what is it? What is it? He said, you're always two pints short of feeling normal. One is too many and a thousand is never enough. Yeah, but is it, you know, I think that it seems to be, I, mean, I have close family who, who, who suffer and it, it's like, um, and they haven't stopped. You know, one person in particular, and it's like, it's like a never-ending suicide. It's, it's a, you know, there's something about that, the, the magic of the first few drinks, you know, a magic of alcohol, mm -hmm. and then it just becomes very, very dark and very destructive, which is very hard to understand when you don't. When you don't have like that what, what, gene. Like what is it? Like, like, well, I, when did you start and what was it like? Well, I started, I suppose, like lots of people. I started when I was 12, 13, 14, Fuck. you know. Uh, but, not, but no, not... It was uh, progressive. <laughs> well, it wasn't. That's the thing. But what? The first time I can remember, uh, and it's, it is interesting, and I'll come back, I, I can remember having... Like when I had a drink when I was 13, 14, there's a scene in Mad Men when Roger Sterling walks into a bar and he has a drink and he knocks it back and goes, so that's where you've been. And that's how I, the first time I had a drink, I was like, that's 
whatever I was feeling, whatever anxiety and worry, and I was a worrying, I was a kid who worried, like, and I was, uh, what, and I was, you know, whatever was going on, I was, I, anyway, the minute I took it, uh, I, I knew this is, this is the, this is the business, like, this is the thing. Why? Because it stopped all, it took all that away. It one drink? Or, well, or, or. The first one made it, you know, but then I didn't want it to stop. And I couldn't, and I, you know, now, you, of course you could stop when you're uh, that age. But at the same time, I always wanted to go a bit further than other people. So let's say you get... Uh, and I, you know, but also the romantic... Yeah, go on, go on. No, I was going to say, let's say you get 18 years, 17, 18 mm. years of age, where you've got some independence and freedom around mm. drinking. Uh, you know, what I've found was that people who were alcoholics at college, it was very easy for them to hide because yeah. you quit with a different crew every night. You could, And I mean, what was it like for you when you were then able freely to drink? Well, you see, you the, I think the one thing you need to be very careful of in any of these things is actually because people say, oh, I didn't drink every day, so I'm not a, I, I don't have a drink problem or whatever. I haven't, you know, been, ended up in hospital or I've never been arrested. And none of those things, I, you know, none of, none of those things really apply uh, in, in terms of whether you actually have to recognize what the problem is. Or if there's a problem. I could just tell me about whenever you were then able to drink yourself, whenever you were able to go, right, no resists, I can go drink. Yeah. What did it feel like? What did it feel like? It felt, well, I, I don't think, it, I think it was progressive in the sense that I, I don't think I ever felt restricted because when, once I started drinking, I do what I wanted anyway. Because it's utterly, I was utterly selfishly focused. No, no there was no, uh, like I, <laughs> Uh, I always say, like, I was a very nice guy to be around when I was drinking. As long as you didn't want anything at all from me, I was great. As long, you mean, as long as nothing interfered with yeah, the drinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, like, like you know. So, but give me a, let's say you're, you're 18 years of age, you go out. Yeah. You go out at the, in the evening. Okay, get, talk, talk me through it. I, see, I don't think you would know, I don't think you would necessarily notice... I'm not asking you to look down on yourself. Yeah, I'm asking yeah. you to describe well, no, what it was I, like. I, well, you see, I, yeah, I, I would say it was just a, like a night out. Like you'd find plenty of people to do the same night, would have the same night out that I'd have had, and all through, and as it progressed, you would find people who would, and now you'd start looking for people as well who could drink, who would you, you know, you'd find you'd be looking for. You'd be looking for companions, serious drinkers, serious drinkers, or anybody really. But what would you be drinking of a night, for example? I, like, I don't. Did it matter? It doesn't matter. Like, I, like, I honestly, like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not, not answering that because you're shifting all. If, no, if, no, if, if, because if, I don't think it matters. You're just, you're, no, you're just all of a sudden you're so you're moving. You're, you're because I because your hands are everywhere. You're you because can't settle. I don't think I, I'm. I'm quite conscious of saying stuff that people think. Oh well, I never drank that much. I mm. would drink 10, I would start drinking pints 
I would then start, you know, have whiskey. I would have whatever. But the thing is, the, th- the, the difference was, especially as I got older uh, and into my 20s, when I moved to, when I moved to London, I thought I'd, I'd hit, I was like, this is it now. This is the English really, they've really got it sussed. Like they had a whole architecture around drinking. Like I was going out on a Friday night and I'd be going till Saturday or Sunday or whatever, like just right through, you know, or I might get a few hours sleep and get up and hit the, go into a pub again. And then First thing when you got up? Maybe, yeah. Really? And then... And then it was just crash, you know. So I was a binge. So then you just so you go for three days and crash. Two or three days, and, but maybe not. Like it doesn't. It's yeah. and 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 like this is this is why I'm not shifting because I don't want to kind of a, talk about the war stories. But it's more to do with the fact that I always knew it had me. You see, so it didn't matter. Like I could have, I I could have three drinks. But to have three drinks was a, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't enjoy them because to have three drinks and to stop was a massive concentration of kind of will to do that, that I'd just be thinking, ah, come on, it was just, and then, you know, and then you'd, so. And I could, like, you, you, um. You, you obviously had low ebbs. I'm detecting that from all your, <laughs> all your anxiety while we're talking about this. And if you don't want to talk about no, it, it's no, fine. No, it's fine. I notice your face is slightly... You know, <laughs> what do you call it? Wonky? Aye, wonky. <laughs> yeah, I had like... But again, you know, I had my jaw broken. Uh, T- describe that. I, some, uh, somebody punched me. Probably I probably deserved it. Uh, Why did they punch you? Because ah, I was being lippy, and uh, um, and they punched me, and I fell, and I in the pub? No, on the street. Trying cross, trying cross. Were you drinking on the street? No, we we're outside a bar. And was this a drinking buddy of yours? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I fell, and I think I hit my. Uh, I thought I just lost my tooth. I was in a cab home. I just thought I'd lost my tooth my tooth was gone. Yeah. But actually what had happened was my jaw had broken and my tooth was inside my gum. So you've had a lot of reconstruction. So I had a big operation uh, yeah. and a couple of bits of titanium. But, um, but you see, the, again... How I, long ago was that? You know, That was... It was 1997, so it was 20... She's 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's a, and during that time, were you, because what I find with any addict is that the, 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 the twin brother of addiction is fraud. You mm-hmm. know, it's that you have to pretend, you have to have a cover story for your life yeah. to pretend, you know, um, and presumably you were in that situation where you were pretending to be someone else. Mm. What do you mean? As in, like, you have to have a cover story. Yeah. You have to have a different life to describe to other people, a narrative that's false about yourself. Mm. Because really the true purpose of what you're doing is is to organise your life around alcohol. Yeah. 
I always knew, and this again, this is what, I always knew it had me. I never had any denial about who was in control. Unlike some people, you know, I never, and and like that's interesting for me because it didn't help when it came to actually (laughs) trying to stop. You were committed, in a way you were, I mean, I heard the great um, Welsh actor, Anthony Hopkins, Mm. say an extraordinary thing, which I thought about a lot. He said that alcoholism was the great gift of his life. And I tried to figure, I was trying to figure that out. Mm. I mean, in a way, is it, is it that, you know, when, when, when you drink those first few drinks, you talk about this, this is it, like it's a eureka moment of, is it that you feel that you can relax in the world now? Oh, I'm like, oh my God, I can breathe. I can, oh, this is great. I can just, you know, almost like a, a slight anesthetic, like a slight. What is one of the, one of, what is, what is one of the uh, colloquialisms for getting drunk? You get out of your head. Yeah. I was out of my head last night. Where you wanted to be. That's where I wanted to be. Get out of your yeah. fucking head. And that's, and that's, and I think what Anthony Hopkins says when he means that, I think he says that, and I would agree with him, but I think you can only say that from a position of actually having done something about it. Because it's not a great gift yeah, I mean, when you're in the middle of it. Carl, Carl Jung, the, yeah. the philo- he said this, no, I'm butchering this a bit, but he said that, Alcoholism was a low-level search for God, yeah. as in, I think he meant by that, to find your purpose in the world, to to to, to find meaning mm. in the world. Yeah. Well, he had um, he had a he was a formative influence when people set up. AA as well, like all those theories were part of. Oh, yeah. I saw some of his letters to the, the yeah. AA founders. Yeah, and so like, how bad did you get? I see. I don't think that, I, honestly, and I'm not avoiding that question. No, right? no, it's, it's, no. It's, it's I just your don't story. think. It's not, yeah, yeah. You know. I. That's what I mean. I always knew that I would have to. I always knew I would. Have to, when I would talk about when I was 14, 15, I remember saying at that age, I'm going to stop drinking when I'm 30. <laughs> when you were 14? Yeah. <laughs> Very rash. Yeah, yeah. Very rash. Well, I got, and to, did you know, I got to 33. 33. Yeah. And how, how were you concealing it? I wasn't concealing it. Well, I mean, how, how were you able to... I wasn't. How were you able to... Well, like, when you go out... It's, it is amazing how people can function. Like. Yeah, but some people function in different ways. I wasn't a funk... I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't high-functioning. Two drinks and you'd know. I wasn't... I was one of these people, two drinks and you'd know. You'd know about it. Yeah. And uh, no one would describe me as... Uh, a functioning, <laughs> functioning alcoholic. So how were you able to? I wasn't. What, what, were, you, like, what were you working? I was at working or? as a journalist. Now, but so you could sort of get away with it. But you see, journalism. that's what people say. But like, I wasn't. No. Going out, but like journalism had changed. I was going out. I, I mean, many the time I'd read an article as a hangover. <laughs> yeah, but but it would take you forever. Really? You know, take, but I wouldn't. That wasn't the point. I'd go out afterward. You go out. You know, you 
uh, and then it gets messy, and then you would get into situations where. It's, it's, uh, but it wasn't. It is a question of. I always felt that it was taking me. That it it was taking me away from who I really. Who I really was, like the the, the gap between what I became. And who I was 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 a huge one. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I couldn't. It it just made it, and that. But created, in a way, in a way, that was what you wanted to yeah, take yeah, yourself yeah, away yeah, from your yeah. your real self. Yeah. And was it was it anxieties feeling lesser than other? But people? But I didn't know that was at it? the time. It just but was that. Feel, but was that what it was? I think it. it, it uh, well, Tom Waits had a great line. Tom Waits, who stopped drinking, he said. All the big questions come up when you drain the pool. Am I really eccentric or am I just wearing a funny hat? Yeah. And when you stop, and this is what Tony, Anthony Hopkins is talking about. And this is why I would agree with it. Like your scars are your strength. When you stop, you look at all that stuff and you go, Jesus Christ. Those moments, that abuse has taken me yeah. to this point. And how, how did you stop? Uh, I didn't do it on my own. I didn't get professional help or anything like that, but I, uh, not that there's anything wrong with, with that, but I I got, you know, I, I there there are places your people can go to. You're great at, you, you see, this well, is, no, uh, yeah. you see, you're a, you're a classic interviewer. Well, no, I'm not. You, you I'm just. just you, 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 I'll, I'll talk about it, and we might like. I'll talk about it. Like, I, there, there's an anonymity around those things. That of course, I, you no. know. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. not. And I, it's not for my sake, but it is oh. something that. No, no. Uh, no, no I, I. It's funny. I interviewed Colin O'Gara recently, who runs addiction services at John God, and he talked about. Uh, and I just thought this quote was amazing. He said, I would say, and I've said it time and time again, the mutual support groups, in particular AA, are head and shoulders above any input that's available. Uh, I cannot, I've seen time and time again, people get well from that. And I can't speak highly enough of it. Kurt Vonnegut said AA was the, America's great contribution to the 20th century. And I wouldn't but disagree with a word of that. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That. But you said, you said you, you got help. I mean, I remember once... And it was such it was such a visceral description. And it was a commentary on how ordinary people can't understand it. You know, mm. it it you can talk about it and you can listen to people who have suffered and who've been through AA and who haven't made it and all of that. But but you can't understand that, I don't think. But I was involved, I was asked to get involved with this intervention with someone who I knew well, who had a serious, I mean, he was mm. really very, very serious alcohol problem. <laughs> and a fellow, a fellow, a fellow from the town who had stopped drinking himself. He was a very plain speaking fellow. <laughs> very, he was a sponsor in a very respected, you know, sort mm. of sponsor in a and all of that. But <laughs> The fellow's mother said, Jesus, would you not tell him to stop drinking? And he said, for fuck's sake, he said, it's like asking a man with diarrhea not to shout. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I, of course, I, I burst out laughing and the whole the mood of solemnity was gone. But, but his point was, of course, that, you know, I mean, I, I, I spent, I spent um, a day once with a friend of mine and we we went to a fellow in the middle of a very destructive drinking binge. Mm. Maybe he was three and a half weeks at this stage. I thought he was going to die, I have to say. Amazing, the powers of recuperation. But, I mean, his, his apartment was trashed. Like, and it was, you know, his own ex- excrement on the floor. And the shower had been smashed. And, you know, and uh, he, he came to headed straight for more drink, you know, as soon as he mm. came to and got off the sofa. And it... So, you know, the, the choices are very stark in a way. Mm. Um, but... I was you, always... You, you went in then, obviously. You I was always stopping. I was always stopping and not stopping. So that was... And that was like, you know, all my drinking was kind of binge drinking. So I would, you know, even... Like, I wasn't... Drinking every day, I wasn't, you know, and I could do that, you know, I, I, but that, what, that, like, if you were to say to me, oh, you're an alcoholic, if you drink every day, then I'd be like, fine, I'm not, I'm grand. Because, when you weren't drinking, how did you feel? You know. Uh, Unhappy? Well, like, you recover, you know, recovering. <laughs> Just recovering. And, yeah. but, and then fine and grand, but also always thinking. I define it like this. When I wasn't drinking, I was thinking about drinking. When I was drinking, I was thinking about not drinking. Yeah. It, it, so it, obs- it, was, it was the great obsessive thought yeah. in my head. And I, f- I thought that was the kind of the deal. I thought that's as good as it kind of, you know, if you could stay off it and just spend your time thinking about it. When are you going to, you know, how long is this going to last? So you, did, did, did you go into a facility then? No, I didn't. No. Okay. Uh, but I asked for help and I went like, 
I will put. We, I, I'll say this. Uh, I'm in recovery, uh, and without question, is the without question is the greatest best thing I've ever done. Everything. Everything I have in my life. I have because of what I learned there. Not just in terms of stopping, but everything I had in terms of how to actually, I, you know, how to, a lot of my, like everyone, a lot of my drinking, a lot of everything was all about show and all about here I am, the fucking big man or the great guy and I've got this and let me, let me buy you a drink and let me, you know, all this kind of shite. And you go in there and you talk about how, sh- how bad you're feeling. And you might say, you talk about it, and everybody laughs. You know, and they're not laughing. At, they're not laughing. At, they're laughing because they all, they all relate. Or you, some, some crazy thought just going on in your head. You go, here's how crazy, this is the crazy stuff I was thinking about today. And everybody laughs. And you learn that you can actually develop these, uh, as, 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 as Colin O'Gara called it, you know, those those mutual support groups, you can develop this fellowship, which is also another word for friendship. Yes. You can develop these friendships through actually telling you're people... Not, you're not alone. Yeah, but also telling people who you are. And the, be, I, the, best, fr- the best friends I have in, in my life today are people I've met there. Uh, you know, the godfather to my son, you know, these are the people I met... And the reason they are is not because it's because you find yourself just talking to them during all the normal shit, you know, and so like your parent, your, your father's dying, your father dies, terrible stuff happens and you just call them and, uh, you know, and sometimes it's like, yeah, like I have a friend who he's like, like we, we won't kill ourselves today. You know, uh, it's like Nietzsche used to say that the thought of suicide got him through many a bad night, you know. And uh, but you say we won't do that today and we won't pick up and we won't have a drink today. And you just regroup. A, a friend of mine who uh, I had coffee with during the week, he said that you know he he always felt there was something wrong with him mm-hmm. that he was somehow special that you know um that there was there was something almost superhuman about him he said this you know but he said when he went to a it was it was a huge relief to him to discover that he was just a bog-standard alcoholic and it was no big deal. And, you know, he was in a... in solidarity with people who had the same addiction, you Mm. know, and who'd who'd, who'd learned to describe it and deal with it and understand why, etc. And I think that's why... It was not interesting. Yeah. I I was... and, and the guy is tremendously learned, you know. I, it was such a relief, he said, to discover I was a bog-standard alcoholic. 
Um, I think the great for any self-obsessed person, like I'd say I am, like most people probably are, but definitely I think if you, you know, anxiety is a kind of, there's a, there's a, there's an element of anxiety is a disease of self-obsession too. And if you worry about your things, you know, uh, logical follow on. I hadn't thought of it that way. But when you go to a room, when you walk into a room full of people, the fucking relief you get from just here, that's what's going on in their head. That's what they're thinking about. This is what is going on. And, you know, it's just an insight into humanity. And, like, it's not necessarily that there's a special way of thinking among people who develop drink problems or whatever, although there possibly is. Uh, but just that you... And it can only it might only be for the time you're in that meeting or for a portion of that meeting, but that you actually get that sense of empathy and that sense of... And empathy to me is at the heart of everything kind of creative and worthwhile. It comes from a place of actually like self-obsession anxiety is a really it's a debilitating kind of thing that actually takes you away from that. But when you go in and you hear other people talking, you go, okay, it's there's a there's a there's a common we, sh- we, 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 there's a common humanity. That sounds very pompous, but there's a common humanity there. No, it's a, I, I, I get that. But you know? it's, it's interesting that, you know, I mean, I also know alcoholics who have gone to AA and then just completely rejected it. Said, yeah. oh, these people like these are not like me. I'm not like this at all. These yeah. are, you know, these people have fucking serious problems, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> these people are, or a god you know like the god yeah. thing it was always like oh yeah I, I, you know I don't believe in god why would I go there and and then like I said well you know if there's no god why would I why would I why would I use that as an why would I use them as an excuse not to go not to get some go somewhere and there's plenty of people who stop without without it the the the, it's an interesting thing. So many people I know, because like, I did a lot of cycling, mm. and it's amazing how many really tough cyclists are recovered alcoholics yeah. or, or alcoholics who don't drink. Yeah. And <laughs> there is something about you that you feel instinctively there's something about a, 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 an addictive person, mm. you know, that they're just, they are different, you know. You think? I, mean, I do think so. And I think that, you know, I've seen, you know, but this be a way to put it that when you stop drinking, you've got to, you've got to transfer that to something else. You have to fill the void with something else. Mm. Um, I mean, I've seen like ferocious triathletes. I mean, people are like, you know, you, you're very good, I think, at, um, you're, you're very social. Hmm. You're very good at that. Um, but a lot of recovered addicts, in my experience, people I know well, are peculiar. Yeah. They, they are a part. They're not, I mean, 
one friend of mine tells me, you know, that he, he has never been able to feel in society with other human beings, hmm. that he's remote from them, that he's an outsider and that he'll never be able to fit in. But through AA, he's just learned to deal with that. Hmm. I think like, do you, do I you, think most lots of people feel like I, I I think most people are ill at ease. Like I've all now maybe again I'm projecting. I've always fascinated by those people who seem to have kind of just moved through their sort of society net. You know what I mean? Whatever network they have, and they seem to just be in the middle of it. Be at ease, yeah. and be at ease, and it's yeah. like as and I'll go from here to here to here. And I will just be in the middle of it. And I kind of wonder, like, do you really feel like that? Mm. Well, do you I mean, re- I, 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 I'd say I'm a pretty social person. I mean, That's a different thing. Somebody That's said to me once you know, that I could be thing. dropped out of a parachute in, in, in Kenya, you know, and land in a small settlement, you know, and within, within half an hour. <laughs> We <laughs> sort of singing and dancing with the locals. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that's a different. That's I, a, it's a different. different the public conversations are yeah. thing. You know, like, like y- when we were coming in, when we were out there earlier, me and the photographer, the great, the great Dave Conaghy, when we were out there, uh, this van came past, and this uh, <laughs> these kind of dumb boys were says, "Bradley, a wanker." <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, when you get that, just very easy. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I had lip balm out there walking past. Davids and there's a fella standing there and he says Jesus he says you're like a bleeding owl fella <laughs> <laughs> I was rubbing on the lip so now you're at that public conversations different but how, do you you're do you still go to your meetings every week yeah well, twice, I don't, twice a week to go no I don't I, it varies it varies and yeah. but I keep in touch like I talk to people I don't go as much uh I don't go as much as I sh- should, or put it this way, when I go, it's a, it's the same thing as that register. I walk into a room, and it is ah, that's where you've been. You, the the, the yeah. psychic transformation, the change in, I can feel it even now thinking about it. The sense of just ah, okay, everything's okay just from walking into a room sometimes and the processes and everything. It's a, it's a, I can see you're physically actually yeah. settling down. Yeah. I'm actually this, imagining this a room. I can, the certain rooms I can picture walking into when it happened. This is the first time You've ever seen since, since we started talking. <laughs> no, this, this podcast, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. listen, I want to thank you for that. Um, it's, um, you know, it's it's amazing how many people say, "Oh, I heard X talking about," you know, their their alcohol. I mean, we've had in the GAA three very high profile people talking about their gambling mm. addiction and the difference that it makes. So I'm sure um, there'll be people who take a lot of comfort from our, our our chat today. Listen, thanks for that, and thanks everybody for listening to Free State. Thanks, Joe.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.